Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, everybody. You're welcome again to The Game on Sunday podcast. Michael Lester here with you. And I'm joined uh, on this particular occasion again by Tomas Mulcahy and Martin Carney to talk, of course, of hurling and football. Uh, before we look forward, lads, let's kind of look back briefly, Martin, to last weekend um, and what happened in football. A couple of interesting games, to say the least of it. Uh, just going through them, but I suppose the one that you and me were were more interested in was the Mayo-Galway clash. Yeah, and uh, and, a, and a good win for Mayo down in Salt Hill. That is a very good win, an unexpected win in many respects. I mean, there was quite, a, you know, a number of naysayers here. Didn't really anticipate much from Mayo on Sunday. And like when they saw, for example, the game a couple of weeks ago, I know it was with an experimental team, you know, playing against London and losing to London, the FBD. That increased their despondency, so to speak. But the Mayo we saw on Sunday, they were bright. They played with a great sense of purpose. And I thought they varied their game very well, Michael, much better than they had done maybe last year. They moved the ball forward very, very quickly. And there was a great emphasis on playing Galway in the final third of the field. Like Mayo, I thought last year were maybe ultra defensive, possibly played too much of the game around the middle. But what I loved about them last weekend was their energy, the way they employed, as I said, the high press. And they were able to sustain that that intensity for the game. And I suppose maybe, you know, some of the younger, they had one new, uh, one debutant, a lad called Connor Reed, wing forward, who did his part. But I thought the threesome of Jack Carney, uh, Bob Tuhi, and Jordan Flynn were particularly effective around the middle of the park. And, um, along with Fergal Boland, who incidentally cut short his, um, his, uh, proposed, um, 
shall we say, trip to Australia. He was outstanding, actually, in a recall capacity. And so for a male, uh, from a male point of view, they tried and uh, they were delighted with the win, certainly. But um, Michael, you know, and I know Galway, whatever happened on Sunday, they showed little or no appetite for it. Their fitness levels looked way behind Mayo. Um, you know, which she was, um, she was, I suppose, neutered, so to speak, by Sam Callanan. They had no other um, option up front to actually cause Mayo any trouble. I know it's early days, but for a derby match, I expected a lot more appetite from Galway than what we got. Yeah, I was I was reading uh, something else, Martin, the last couple of days by I think it was Enda McNulty uh, saying that the ideal place to finish in the league would be in third place. And he was making the point about the fact that, and this happened last year, um, you you go from a league final, let's say, if you get into a league final or the latter stages of the league, and out in the championship, perhaps again the next weekend, you know, so that's that's a bit of an issue. Well, that's an issue certainly in Connacht this year. I know that if, for example, Mayo were to reach a league final, and, and the evidence of last Sunday, they certainly it seemed to be in good shape to actually have a good run in the league. But if they were to reach the league final, it would mean that the following weekend they travelled to New York to play New York in the championship. Mm. And the practicalities of that, I suppose, is that they'd have to travel on a Thursday. And from, a, uh, I suppose, a work point of view, players getting time off work and all of that kind of thing, um, you know, it creates its own difficulties and its own maybe uh, um you know, for players in particular, but ideally finishing second or third in in in, in the uh, league, and um, that would be the priority. I was just looking before we came on air, uh, Michael. League position this year is going to be particularly in Division Two, say, very important because in the it, the way that the championship is structured, you have the. The top seed teams are, are the winners. Uh, are the the top seed teams are the winners of the provincial championship? The second seed teams are the runners up in the ch- provincial championship. Now, one of those this year will be either Clare, Wadford, or Tipperary, and it'll mean that the bottom two teams in Division Two will could well end up playing Talton Cup. And to me, mm. that particular division is a highly, highly competitive one. And it's a division you don't want to be in. So Ender McNulty is perfectly right. Get up, get middle of the table in Division 1. You'll have your rest before the championship and you'll have retained your primary, uh, your prime status for the following year as well. Martin, we'll come back to some of the fixtures upcoming um, in the league in a moment but uh, let's bring in Tomás Mulcahy because of course Tomás the hurling is, is really kick-starting if you like and um, it sure is Michael yeah yeah. I was getting wor- I was getting worried there with Martin saying about travelling to New York on a Thursday and was he kind of afraid of me and Mike lose to New York or <laughs> <laughs> we, we might we might go to that one Martin we go to Thursday and we might come on the bottom Thursday though. yeah yeah Tomás um Let's look at some of the games that are coming up in the hurling. And um, and again, we repeat ourselves and say it's early days and that. But there are a couple of interesting fixtures. Um, and a couple of, if you like, I won't say local, but Clare against your own county, uh, down in Ennis, uh, Kilkenny and Wexford, which is always going to be interesting, you know. And um, 
and it'll be a, a, a interesting start off let's say yeah and look i suppose michael yeah you're right and martin has made a point as well look um who really wants to win a national league um in terms of um their performance coming towards championship then because look it's we, we we've we've discussed this michael so many times in the past the compactness of the season in terms of the leagues that are going to come and the matches are going to come very quickly and then you're into a championship period and you pick up injuries you're very less time you've less time to actually recover so who who actually wants to put their hands up there and say we'd love to get to a league final and win it i think you know from a limerick perspective there's only one thing on their mind I would think and that's the the drive for five to be honest with you and most of the championship mm-hmm. campaign doing better than what they did last year making it easier for themselves to come out of there and um, you know Kenny will always be competitive in the league they never they never shirk from that responsibility of saying yeah we don't mind going to a league final and we don't mind playing a championship match after that and and look outside of that maybe I would be probably looking at Waterford and Davey Fitz maybe they need to come to the table much earlier than they did last year in terms of performance and stuff like that as well. They had a disappointing championship campaign and um, they would feel maybe we need a good series run the league as well as uh, Liam Cal in Tipperary as well, I think would be with something similar as well, bringing in a lot of fresh blood and uh, they would not need to come to the table much earlier as well. Um, Dublin, under Mahal Dunno, probably would look at this as well. I said the first match against Tipperary in Parnot Park Never an easy place to go, and certainly not an easy place to go in in the start of February for a national league campaign. So the Dubs might be looking at that one and say, "This is the one that we can get our first league win for of the year underway," and uh, we'll probably be taking it very, very serious. I was just saying that uh, John Kiley in Limerick was was kind of um, expressing a, a, a degree of frustration that they haven't Limerick haven't had the build up that they were hoping to have going into the campaign and for various reasons. And one of them, of course, was was um, a match cancelled and so on and deferred and blah, 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 and all that. So um, so clearly, like, John is, is, is early days focused on getting everything, of course he is, on getting everything right with Limerick, you know, and, and just feeling they're playing Antrim um, at the weekend. And this game is in Thurlis because of the redevelopment, obviously, down in, in Limerick. Yeah, in the Gale Grounds, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Michael. Again, look, Limerick will take the lead relatively serious to a point because I think they will be looking at to unearth a few new players uh, to give new guys an opportunity, and more importantly, for those guys to put pressure on the guys that feel they're um, they have an automatic right to a starting fifteen slot because um, there's nothing like. Um, uh, Younger guys putting pressure on the board, the older guys to perform because, like this, this, this is a, an unbelievable opportunity for Limerick in terms of the strive for five. Who would have believed that many years ago that this was going to be happen, happening? That they were going to put themselves in this position, and then look at this, get all the monster monster camper and get into Crow Park, and we can create history. So everything is going to be geared towards that. But I think John Kiley certainly would have had loved to see maybe one or two more matches prior to the league. Letting in a few new guys, guys putting up their hand to say, "I deserve a starting slot in the in, in the league campaign," and uh, um, loading a couple of new guys. And I think that's that's the important thing for Limerick. Um, Monster Senior League, like I was delighted when I heard from Sportsball one Michael two weeks ago. To be honest with you, because like the conditions that were well, people were playing matches on was was, was quite appalling, uh, and particularly for hurling. But what has happened here, though, and Martin, you probably can allude to this as well in terms of. 
the inter-county team starting much earlier in, in a season, oh, yeah. pre-Christmas, because yeah. you, you have a strength and conditioning campaign. You need to go from a strength and conditioning campaign onto a field um, environment in terms of getting running on the field and the pitch, in terms of getting the legs moving, because you can't go from strength and conditioning straight in and play a league match, and then you pick up injuries and less time to recover. So... It's 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 long. It's 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 making the intercounty season even longer for guys. But it's yeah. the compactness of this, might Martin, and you probably know the same in the football side of it. I've it's, seen it. I've seen it up close actually, because I I know there was a young lad played for club football for us this year in Casbar, Donald McHugh, who's on the county panel. Now he had hamstring injury last year. Well, I remember through a lot of the um, the autumn in the month of October, he was training away on his own. And the team, the county team, actually, Mayo and I know definitely Donegal, did intense training in in that period. They're starting earlier and earlier all the time. And as you said to us, between combining the strength and conditioning, you know, getting through that, getting up to the levels that are needed, and then getting out under the pitch before you ever kick a football, that's just kind of increasing the, the length of the season. And for players like... Um, you know, I even know, like, for example, I was involved with a club at under-21 level. A lot of Some of the lads that were available um, to us that may, may have been county panels, panellists, rather, they were reluctant enough to play because of the intensity of the work they were already doing with the county. And that's just not peculiar to Mayo. It's across the board in all counties. And uh, it's, you know, this thing of having just equal county and equal club, that's grand on paper. But in practical terms, county players, what's been looked from them is becoming more and more uh, onerous and is becoming, it's, it's, it's becoming a problem in many ways. And it's, it's numbing the appetite for many uh, in terms of kind of encouraging them to, uh, to stay with the game. Maybe what they should do, Martin and Tomas, is is take a leaf out of uh, professional soccer, um, like Marcus Rashford. Yeah, go off to a nightclub in Belfast and then fail to show yeah, up to training the next day. Yeah, yeah but what about the what about the bottles of tequila allegedly? Yeah, Mario, saying, have a couple of shots of tequila there on a Wednesday and a Thursday night. So they don't know, like, do you know how I'm going to a national league campaign, Michael? That's right, so and, 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 and hire your private, hire your private jet, Michael. Do no harm. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, look, that's that's their that's their problem. That's their no, I, and it's, it's it's interesting on that, though, Michael. Right? I mean, because I I was watching uh, Derry and Kerry in Tralee last Saturday night on TV, and uh, I see the, the like from the Glen boys there and stuff like that. I mean, that's incredible commi- commitment, isn't it? In terms of. Where they've gone from from a club campaign to go uh, that's right. It's, it's like it's, 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 oh, is, is, is that a yeah. good thing or a bad thing, Martin? Or is that the players in the well, uh, well, themselves? Well, I think there was a big county. I I don't I don't I I think long term it was a, it 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 wasn't a wise decision. Short term, I can understand why why Mickey Hart did what he did. Like I mean, getting Conor McFall, Conor Mc, Conor Glass in particular to play. Yeah, like he ended up saying Kerry yeah. the other night. I think with fourteen of the fifteen players that played in the All Ireland semi final against Kerry last year. And Mickey Hart wanted to make a statement. He took a big gamble there. Actually, he wanted to make a statement and beat Kerry. And show yeah. Kerry that they had no fear of them or anything like that. But the amazing thing about it is this: that Kerry fielded a team that was a shadow of what they'll have early, uh, you know, later on in the season. And on the night, it, it, Thomas, I think you'd agree with me from watching it. 
they had enough chances in the second half to win the game, you know, by a, a, a wide margin, but kind of butchered, chan- certainly butchered three chances at least. But Mickey Hart, I think, put a bit pressure on the Glen lads to come out because he wanted to show his full hand, show his intent, show Derry people that he was up for this and prepare to actually, um, you know, go the, uh, 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 go with a full uh, 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 full squad, and in in order to type one over in Kerry, but the fun will start on Saturday night or next weekend when they play in the Celtic Park against Ferron. That'd be worth being at now, Tomas. Yeah, oh, there's, there's no question about that. Do you think? Might... Do you think, Markson, that that uh, as you as you essentially said, it was it was a psychological thing for Mickey Hart to oh. go down to Kerry. Oh, it and was, beat yeah. him down there. It was, yeah. And to get under Jack O'Connor's skin in a footballing sense. He's, it, Jack O'Connor has always kind of, I think, felt a little, I, you know, a bit uncomfortable with Mickey Hart. But Mickey Hart's positivity, like in a footballing context, his kind of, the lack of fear, his fearlessness in facing the likes of the establishment, in facing the establishment, in particular, you know, in Kerry's case, and I think it was a big psychological gamble by him. It's one that worked for him. And I suppose it has got him sufficient points to actually just kind of give him a good start to the league. But his his entire focus will be on championship. I think don't they play Donegal in the first round of the championship later on? Mm-hmm. That's where his focus will be. In the immediate um, in the immediate sense, it will be just to get enough points over the next few weeks to retain their status because they have come up, I think, for the first time since 2016. He won't want to actually slip back down again. Yeah, but but Michael, my my point my point on this right, and we 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 had we had many conversations on this right. And it was a big thing coming out from Crow Park in terms of player welfare, right, and player and the rest and recovery that you need after games and stuff. Like that I mean, these players have been gone like they will likely now go a full twelve months without any break. That's right, because of the nature where the competition is and the compactness, right? I mean, for amateur sportsmen. Yeah, that's no, and I know the desire and the hunger is probably there from the players as well to travel, and they wanted to go as well themselves, right? You know, but isn't that asking an awful lot of amateur players? It is, it is, and the other thing I just add to that, Tomas, again, it's in the Galway Mayo context last weekend. I know last Wednesday I watched it uh, on television. I watched uh, NUIG or UCG as we used to call it play St Mary's and the Sigerson and Ryan O'Donoghue and Tommy Conroy were playing. They're playing the 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 quarterfinal against UCD on Wednesday night, two nights time. But I was amazed last Sunday, in some respects, that uh, Kevin McSay started the pair of them in the game against Galway, and you could see with them that they were holding back somewhat. They weren't kind mm. of as uh, 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 as shall we say as free flowing as a lot of the others. Maybe saving themselves for Sigerson, and uh, maybe just uh, you know hoping to get through the games unscathed. But there's no doubt about it. What's being asked of players at the moment, and um, in particular those guys are in, who are in college and who are in uh, on intercounty panels, it's it's considerable. And as you said, for for, inter- for uh, the intercounty guys who train maybe two or three days a week, but are expected then to do their own work with strength and conditioning, whatever. Um, boy, they're being they're nearly asked to give six or seven days of the week uh, to the game, and to me, it's too much. Is that I, I I'm always fascinated by if we if we look across the the other side of the Atlantic 
to the United States and the situation there, the American football season, which is actually a very short season because it begins in the autumn and it's going to end in the next week or two. Um, and then you have the basketball season and then you have the baseball season. But they, they seem to be kind of uh, nicely sectioned out, if you like, you know, and they don't, in other words, American football, okay, I know there's colleges football and other stuff like that, but um, it seems to be a bit more more reasonable. Yeah, Yeah. regulated, exactly, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. regulated and reasonable, but I think the layer, when you have the layer of club football kind of added in to what county players are doing, you take, for example, the the, the Clifford brothers who went Mm. to and won in All-Ireland with FOSA. Now, Jack O'Connor last weekend decided these guys have had enough. They had their own personal tragedy with their mother's uh, death last year. And he rested them up last weekend. But there's an awful lot of players. I know in Mayo's case, Jack Carney had the same situation where he won an All-Ireland club with Kilmina, I think, at junior level. And he was going for the guts of two years and he was just playing for memory last year. Now, last weekend, I thought he showed a freshness that Mayo fans hadn't seen in a while. But that's the reason I think why Jack O'Connor probably last weekend just said to the Clippers, stay away from this. Maybe we'll bring you in in round three or four. Yeah. Um, Martin, let's look to the next round of the league. Um, some more big games coming up. And and Mayo and Dublin, of course, down in in, uh, in Castle Bar. That'll be... That'll be a tasty one. It'll be a tasty one, Michael. One of the girls in the in, in I, I get I always have an early morning walk, and one of the girls in, in a shop here in town, close to McHale Park, asked me this morning the crowd of what the crowd is be expected because she has to kind of get staff for the weekend. Well, I was saying you, you'll have between ten and fifteen thousand here on Saturday night. It'll be a huge crowd of this because um, it's bank holiday weekend. And, you know, the game with Dublin always brings out the best, I think, in both teams. And Dublin last weekend, you know, when I think the last, I can't recall the last time they conceded three goals in a match. Somebody said to me it was against Monaghan as well. But they they will be keen to get back on winning ways. Like they looked very porous last weekend, and they were they were. It was the most accommodating defence I have seen a Dublin team put out in quite a while. But it, you know Mayo will be keen and um, anxious to build on their success in Pierce Stadium. But you will have a cracker, and you know you had the likes of uh, I thought here until Kenny was. Wonderful at midfield the other night with Dublin. James McCarthy was brought back in. But one of the things that surprised me a little bit about Dublin is that they didn't use too many new faces, uh, Michael. They had a lad, Luke Brannock, I think, came on at wing forward and did quite well. A lad came off the bench called Theo Clancy. But it seems that Desi is going with the same kind of guys, with the core of the guys that won the All-Ireland last year. But just in the short term for um, next Saturday night, this will be a great, great game in Castlebar. And there will be a wonderful, a really rapturous atmosphere there. And um, something I'm really looking forward to. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And moving on to Sunday, Martin, there's another, well, there's a couple of big games, obviously, but one of them that catches the eye is Monaghan and Kerry in Clonus. And and that's significant given the results of last weekend. Oh, very much so. Like, I mean, Kerry, 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 it'll be interesting to see what Kerry will bring to the table this weekend. Like, they're only half of their regulars out out uh, 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 the other day against uh, Derry. But Monaghan, they, they're incredible. They continue to confound us. Like, I mean, they had no, um, it was a Conor McManus, no Darren Hughes the last night. You know, their, their outstanding player, I think, fullback, Conor McCarthy was injured. But yet they were able to bring in uh, six or seven new guys. In fact, there was eight, eight lads playing in Croke Park for the first time. And what I loved about the way they played, they played with remarkable sense of joy and fearlessness. And, you know, the goal, for example, the way Kieran McNulty and David Wynn came on, scored a goal in the point. Stephen O'Hanlon's um, directness throughout was so refreshing. And Vinnie Corey from a small squad manages, has managed, and Monaghan managers indeed in my lifetime, always have managed to, to bring the best out and get the most from what's available to them. And they will, you know, again, as we said earlier, if they, if you can get three or four uh, wins, that's, that'll keep you in, in the, in, 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 in the, in the top division, so to speak. If Monaghan can build on that, get their win, and they'll, it, 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 it'll certainly be something that'll please them. But Jack O'Connor equally, he won't, he won't want to start the league going, uh, losing twice in a row. So this will, this still have its own spice. And again, should be a, a, a top class game. It certainly should. Another one on Sunday that also catches the eye is Roscommon against Galway down in uh, the Hyde Park uh, in Roscommon, of course. And um, an- another interesting one for for, in it- for many for many, I suppose, Mark, of the same reasons that we just said about the previous match. Yeah, very much so. Like, I mean, I was talking this morning, actually, on another matter completely to John Casey, who was at the Roscommon game at the weekend against Tyrone. And, um, you know, he was, he was very impressed with, with Roscommon in, in their, with their first half display, like playing into the wind, got a smashing goal, if you can recall watching it the other night from Dolly Smith. And having played against that strong wind, I think they went in at halftime just, um, I think they were just a, a, a point down. But for whatever reason, Michael, in the second half, they only managed two points, I think, in the first half hour of the second half from Dermot Morta and Keith Doyle. And they'll, they'll be, they, you know, they'll want to reverse that result, obviously, this weekend. And they'll be looking to get back, um, this in Bridges ads. In particular, they'll be keen to get Ben O'Connell back, or Ben O'Carroll back, rather. 
And with Gaul was smarting from the nature of the display and result last weekend, and Roscommon anxious to you know get back to winning ways or get get started um, onto a winning streak. That again is going to uh, you know make for a very very good game of football. But the, the team uh, the, that I'd be very very keen on watching is how well Galway will respond to what was as listless a display as I've seen from them in years last weekend. But Martin, Martin, can I just can I just cut across? Like from where they were last year, Galway, do they do they really need to be at the top of the game in January? I don't think they need though. No, but there's another side of it. There's another. There, there's another side of it, though, Tomas. They'll clearly, you know, be keen. It's 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 June and July will be the months they will be trying to peak in. And yeah, getting to an All Ireland semi final, obviously, last last year, they'll 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 want to kind of improve in that. And there's no doubt about it. With Sean Kelly, Damien Comer, Killian McDade, Silk, Jack Lynn, all injured at the moment. Yeah, all injured. A lot of injuries there. Yeah, it's a lot of injuries, and maybe we're expecting uh, too, too much from them. But it's for Joyce's fifth year in charge. You know, the fans can turn very quickly on a manager, as we've seen in a lot of counties, when results don't actually kind of start um, going their way. And it, it, poor Joyce will be, in particular, keen to see his team perform with a degree of application and a degree of purpose that was just simply uh, a, a, on some other planet last Sunday in a Galway context. And yes, I agree with you, Tomas, that maybe it, most teams want to get the June and July, you know, they want to peak at that time of the year. But nonetheless... They don't want to put themselves under pressure that they're fighting relegation in the last couple of games of, of the league. And they don't want to put themselves under pressure that fans turn against them. And that can happen very quickly. But does, does it matter though, Martin, relegation no. in the league? Does, does it really matter, relegation in the league? If you go on, you have a, you have a serious championship campaign. And look, and I, and I think not, it does. No, I, I think I'm, it, not, I'm not knocking the league, but I, I think for Paul Joyce, with the injuries that he's had, He's had pick up another one or two. I, d- I don't know that I read somewhere um, yesterday or today that there's another injury after last weekend. And yeah, but take it as I mentioned earlier, though, this year it, but, it well, okay. They, it, I think to stay in the top division means you play the top teams. To yes, go down okay. to the second division, you're still playing very, very good teams. For example, Donegal. And um, Donegal, Dublin were in it last year, weren't they? Yeah, they're uh, Dublin were there, yeah. yeah. Uh, or Donegal are in it this year, rather. Derry were in it last year. But nonetheless, when you, uh, you know, you want, to, you, you, you want to contest this uh, or to compete for the Sam Maguire later on in the year, if you end up in the second division, you end up putting yourself on the uh, on a precipice, in a sense, that if you follow, if you end up going into the bottom two of that, you lose your right to co- to to compete for Sam Maguire and yeah. Meath, who we remember so well, has been one of the top, the top team in the country in the in the eighties and in the nineties. They were they competed last year and to to, to their eternal credit won the Talton Cup, but it 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 left them um you know not being able to contest Sam Maguire and that's going to happen to me this year Tomas with uh, uh, to some very prominent team and dare I say it could well be Cork given from what I heard 
how inept they were last weekend when they played Donegal up in McCool Park. Oh. And and also Meath, by the way, uh, Tomás, they face Armagh um, at the weekend and, and that won't be easy. And I, I suppose the thing about it, lads, is that you're right, in, in football, Division 2 is still competitive. But it's more, the, I, I suspect, it's more the psychological blow of getting relegated than what yeah. it actually means in terms of competition. Yes. Yeah, look, yeah, yeah and, and and the short season that is there and time to recover and maybe has has a, a big impact and confidence of the team and stuff like that as well. Yeah, I can un- I can understand that. Yeah, I can. Um, and look, the Kerry boys and Dublin boys they didn't they didn't wilt when it, when it was asked of them at times to go win national league campaigns and win all Ireland in the same year as well. So yeah, look, I take your point. It's just. It's just I, I I think Martin has probably been a bit harsh in Galway in terms of I I think um yeah it was in that performance but look I think if you were to put put a couple of guys or teams there Martin in terms would Galway be up there in terms of all Ireland contenders? And um, I, th- I I I think Galway in terms uh, yes I think they will be provided provided they get their their injured players back and the other yeah. side of that then one has to ask why are there so many injured players what type so of training are they again. doing yeah I mean yeah. there are, I think they have ten or uh, well certainly there's six or seven players uh first teamers so to speak who are unavailable to them and you just have to question what type of training are are they are they doing too heavy training or what i have no expert in that in 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 that respect but um there's a question to be asked there and i think it's a fair question yeah look it is it is a fair question martin but i so i suppose there's other there's other elements as well like uh things like i mean you know Personalities, people, some some struggle with injuries, and we saw last weekend, for example, Damien Comer, um, a late withdrawal from the Galway team, and that, and unfortunately, that's not the first time with Damien and that, and some some players just struggle with with just injuries, as simple as that. Yeah, yeah, and like I mean, again, the nature of the injury then is the other thing, Michael. I mean, mm. I the the one that makes the greatest fool of you. The greatest fool of you is the hamstring injury, because you'd say when you pull a hamstring, I know from my own experience many years ago uh, when I was playing, you think you're right, Michael, and you think everything. In, and Tomas, I don't know if you've ever had ha- had it, but no, all of a we, sudden we we you see those a long time ago, Martin down here. <laughs> <laughs> when I remember Tomas, you would think you were a hundred percent okay, and next thing, snap, it went again. And you know that's one t- one injury. I think there's a course. The other injury, obviously, that you're more conscious of and that you know that nobbles you is you, is your knee, the knee injury. And um, I think just when you see, like I saw, for example, you know the knee, the the ankle, the Achilles tendon. Like for example, that the highest score in 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 Championship football ever is is Killian O'Connor. And Killian O'Connor would have missed all of the, I think it was the year before, with the Achilles tendon injury. So the nature of the injury, the timing of the injury and the type of injury you get kind of can obviously um, curtail your season. And it's something, though, I think often that maybe incorrect training, maybe training on wrong surfaces and all of that can actually kind of have a contributing factor in bringing on those it is. A, it's a. It's a fascinating thing. I remember Colin O'Rourke telling me years ago, um, because Colin, like for the fantastic footballer that he was, 
um, he always had this big bandage on his knee, and if you know. And I remember him a couple of years afterwards, and I said, "How's how's the knee these days?" And he said, "Oh, and Grandy says as long as I walk around in circles." That's, so, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I yeah. remember. I remember the same thing um, going back again. Fado, Fado, Michael with with John Mohan. I remember playing with John Mohan. John Mohan was finished with football at, at mm. twenty seven years of age, and again, it was a case of him coming back too soon after injuries. And yes, it, it, remember when he managed Clare to win um, their their um, their provincial title? I think was it their only provincial title in football ever in nineteen ninety two. Mohan was only twenty nine or thirty years of age. Yeah. He was only a youngster. Yeah. You know, know what yeah. he yeah. by that stage of his career, Michael, he was finished because of his his, his knees, bad knees, and if you see him today, like. <laughs> <laughs> I see him quite often. Like he's mad in the head. Like how how did you get on last Sunday, John? I just did about eighty ninety kilometers on the bike. Like you know, but this is his way of just keeping fit nowadays. Just kind of he's glued to the saddle every weekend. Yeah, yeah. Fair play to him. Yeah. Um, finally, lads, uh, and to Moss, just a quick resume, if you like, uh, on the hurdy fixtures at the weekends. What are we, Galway, by the way, are playing Westmead in, in Fair Stadium. I presume they will be expecting to win that. Yeah, you 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 look. Yeah, you you you've got Galway versus Westmead, right? Yeah, you you Shefflin will be looking at this. Yeah, we got to get off the ground winning here and probably winning comfortably as well, right? You know, um, you've Dublin versus Tipperary. I think um, it's it's a tough one to call. I, we are going to see where what Tipperary area made of in terms of going to Parnell Park. As I mentioned previously, it's always a difficult ground to get a result in. Um, but I'm going to be I'm going to go for Tipperary to win this one. You've Clare versus Cork in Ennis. Um, it's people call it a tight ground. They, they, they say the pitch is bigger than any field in Munster. Um, it's just the surroundings of the ground that everybody's yeah, not yeah. happy. Yeah, and um, going to be big huge support there. And again. Look, it's a very, very difficult one to call. And uh, like Martin said, Cork had picked up a few injuries there in the last last couple of weeks themselves. Fitzgibbon Cup last week there. Um, yeah. UCC yeah. versus Mary. I, I think within 22 minutes, three, three of the Cork, uh, the college guys had actually uh, went off with ankle injuries. One of those yeah. was kind of uh, Cahill McCarthy, who had played very well with SARS in the Goldie Championship. Played very well in the most senior league match against against uh, Clare, and I think he was probably going to get his opportunity to maybe start. It seems he's gone for six weeks with Robert Downey. Went over did ligament damage as well. Gone for six weeks, so it's 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 probably Clare's to win. To be honest with you, it would be a massive achievement for Cork to go up there and win. But I think Clare will look up to win that one. Kilkenny versus Wexford, local neighbours. Um, yeah, it would be probably Kilkenny maybe to come out on top on that one. And then you have Offaly with Waterford. Um, I'd just like to see where Offaly are at, at this year, Michael, you know. Um, they've mm. made a lot of strides at kind of minor under 21 level, lower under 20 level year for the last two or three years. Is the crop coming through? Are they going to blend into a senior campaign? Because I think we all need, we all need Offaly to perform, be, be performing at a serious level. So good opportunity for themselves against Waterford in, in, in Tullamore. Um, Will be an interesting one, as I said. David Fitzgerald has had a couple of um, kind of. There's been thoughts and there's been talks that he's had them training at two o'clock in the morning until four <laughs> o'clock in the morning, and then they're looking for the fu- they're looking for the full moon toss. I don't know what they're looking for, any man. But he gave him a full rest. He gave him an hour's rest, 
And the only token <laughs> from Cla- down to Clannay Strand from six o'clock on eight. Now, um, I don't well, know. As what long as he hadn't hurry. been swimming in the nip. <laughs> oh, swimming in the nip and hurling in the dark, whatever it is. You know, I, no, he's, de- he's denied it all, but some source to me, reliable source to me, this did actually happen. Where are we going? Right? So they need a performance uh, in light, in, in a bright sunshine, hopefully in Tullamore. And then you've lived Limerick versus Antrim. You would expect Limerick, obviously, giving you got, new guys an opportunity, Limerick to come out on top of that, Michael. Very good. And Clonay Strand, by the way, is a lovely place. So it was um, a beautiful place, Michael. I'm not so sure. Particularly particularly morning, by the way, at four o'clock in the afternoon, not necessarily at four o'clock in the morning, but anyway. Um, <laughs> well, it's true or not. Listen, lads, it's it's good to talk to you. Thank you. It's alleged. It's alleged. Don't Alleged, exactly, yeah. Alleged. Thank you, lads, for all your time. To uh, Tomas McCahey, to Martin Carney. Enjoyed your, your company and enjoyed the chat. And we'll be back again, of course, with another edition of The Game on Sunday as we go forward through the season. We'll talk to you the next time. Thank you. Long for. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.